0: Okay, we well, recording now.
1: <laughs> I, I, that was different. I was not... Okay, I haven't heard the metronome in a while. That brought back some really Is it, tra- is it traumatic for you? It's a, a little bit traumatic. I mean... I guess that's a good segue into our current conversation. So, mm-hmm. welcome to Bound by the Scene. This yeah. is a BDSM podcast hosted by yours truly, Bound by uh, Tentacle Bound. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, who are you? I don't fucking even know. I've been managing the new Twitter account that mm-hmm. just got live. So nice. Go and follow that. It's uh, at Bound by or Bound Scene, excuse me. Mm. And we're also with Spirit. That's As me. Been we haven't gotten to record in a while. I'm glad we're finally able to. I haven't been able to do much of
0: anything other than school for a while. Oh yeah, you're you're a busy little boy. Mhm.
1: So, did you see the new and wonderful logo that we got that I Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty top tier. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Randomly put out something on Twitter mm-hmm. and sure as shit someone referred me to somebody that was actually one of my um uh one of my I guess what what do they called? it Twitter? Uh, they're they're a mutual. A right? mutual, yeah, yeah. And sure as shit, they did logos for a few uh, popular YouTubers. And I was like, hey, can you do this thing for me? And they're like, yeah, sure, cool. Thank you, Caffeine caffeine Tweaker, for the new wonderful logo. Mm. You are greatly
0: appreciated. I'm appreciating you right now. You're
1: highly appreciated. But just as we do the celebratory... I already
0: cracked my drink. I didn't, so... Tiny little Red Bull crack.
1: Yeah, I have to tone down on all of my energy drink because i've been switching over to supplements because i've been working out mm-hmm. significantly more consistently right which is an adventure it is certainly an adventure if you ever want to hit yourself work out i don't need help i, I know <laughs> i need more help because lately i've been feeling the will to live and I, i'm scared oh uh, yeah i'd watch out for that i, I really would there, there's <laughs> hopes and dreams are, are definitely going to be the death of me mm-hmm so another bit of house cleaning out of the way housekeeping excuse me uh thank you everybody that's subscribed we're now at 16 subscribers on youtube nine nice on Pornhub, with a grand total of 1.9k views mm. on everything that's cool that is amazing thank you all for the wonderful views thank you all for the comments i've seen some of your comments don't think i haven't i haven't i've seen well you know you, <laughs> you can you, think that i haven't we know you haven't <laughs> It takes you, it, you. I don't even think
0: you jump on a lot of the social media stuff, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I'll I'll see our uh, our new Instagram stuff, and I mainly see us talking to people on Twitter, but never anything for the for the thing. Yeah, I need to get better at that. I need to... well because for other projects I've been on, that's been
1: my job, so it's nice to not have to do that. Hey. No worries. I'm also looking at building us a website so I can get this on like Apple Podcasts and Google P- Podcast, just
0: figuring out how to create owner of Squarespace would sponsor us.:
1: I'm actually like using and trying to use Squarespace, but my God, is it fucking confusing. Mm-hmm. This is not a plug, this is not a sponsor. We could anymore. do
0: a double plug for Skillshare too. Have uh-huh. a Skillshare course on how to
1: do Squarespace. Oh God, I wonder if they'd have that. I can probably contact somebody on Skillshare to help me with that. But... Uh-huh. I'm probably just going to reach out to a YouTube buddy of mine that I'm just going to be like, hey, can you help me like figure this shit out? Because mm-hmm. I'm confused as high hell. Like mm-hmm. Trying to build pages, trying to even like get an RSS feed. That way I can ask a- Apple to like publish this shit.
0: Yeah, it's all I- about efficiency.
1: Exactly. It's all
0: about the shit I don't have to worry about. Yeah, no, you
1: don't have to worry about it. I'm going to have to start worrying about it really soon if this keeps getting any mm-hmm. bigger. So, anywho. Today's topic is trauma and kink and how, they kind of, and how they kind of correspond with each other uh-huh. um, in certain regards. We've mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, one thing I remember is one of the episodes we mentioned little or little space and like how regression is a form of like way to cope with some forms of trauma and all yeah. that stuff. Um, this is going of be like how trauma can be some of the gateways into kink. Mm hmm. And how to kind of like rekindle and capture certain aspects of your life and be like, okay, well, I used to get hit as a child or I used to get emotionally abused in certain regards. Now I'm no longer – that no longer happens, but Mm -hmm. now I want that part of my sexuality or something. That's – I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. And I have that part into myself too. I mean, I have – a good uh, an unhealthy amount of nerve damage mm-hmm. on top of a whole bunch of other sexual issues that may or may not get discussed in a future episode who mm-hmm. the hell knows but i've seen it a lot with uh, um tentacle bounds tragic past at 10k views had 10k views yeah uh, once we get to that point we will go through my anime backstory mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes but i've seen this play into a lot of different dynamics whether you're being sadistic whether you're being masochistic whether you're being a dominant or submissive whether you're doing little space puppy space Mm -hmm. take your pick there's a whole lot of other things that come into play with that so i kind of want to break that down into kind of like the joking aspect of this because Mm -hmm. we can go and delve into like the actual like nitty-gritty and the really depressing shit right like my mommy left me in a closet for about three hours and now I don't
0: like doing well well, the first thing I'm going to do is be angry at vanillas for a minute Um, because um, there's this widespread assumption in like the vanilla community the people who gateway in with stuff like 50 shades um, think that trauma is a prerequisite for kink yep and it is not Um, and I want to avoid first of all um Avoid the idea that you need uh trauma as a gateway to get into um kink. I think it enhances the kink experience for a lot of people, but I don't think um they they don't really correlate yeah the well they correlate, but they don't cause it. Okay. right There's a lot of things that would make them happen in common, but it's not like it's not like a circuit it's not like you plug it in and it gets power no you're completely right it it's and that, that's
1: one of the biggest jokes that the, the vanilla community will always say is like oh you have to be damaged mm-hmm. to enjoy kinks it's like no some of us or
0: weren't. like if you have trauma but your trauma doesn't play into your kink experience a lot of people who aren't in the scene will assume that you're into the kink experience because of the trauma even when the two aren't related at all
1: yeah and it that that is a level of toxicity that we do not need mm-hmm. considering that we're in the current level of toxicity we won't go there but mm-hmm. my goodness like a system of a down album yeah there's toxicity under the city mm-hmm. under our city well what are you on the world i'm sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> but i was just gonna see how long you're gonna go i uh, not that far uh, not that long because my brain is a bit mush right now your brain is made of jello <laughs> my brain is shakes empty can with two dice uh-huh. in it rattle 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 yeah that's a, that's what happens you got a three I ooh, <laughs> at least it wasn't a net one. Right. So the all 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 jokes aside, you don't necessarily have to have any traumatic experiences or anything of the sort. Some of us come into it kind of organically. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them where I did something stupid when I was a kid and kicked the shit out of a PVC pipe. And found out, oh, these gave me tinglys, mm-hmm. and now I, I I didn't have a vocabulary for it, mm-hmm. and then it kind of just grew into and like, yeah. turned into an exploratory thing. That just, that just happens sometimes. You mm-hmm. don't have to have a very toxic lifestyle to even come into kink. Some people come into it from reading a book, mm-hmm. just like... You will have people that have been married for decades that have never known a different side of anything and then mm. they finally find the vocabulary and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is a thing. We can do the thing. Mm-hmm. He's doing what to her with candles and wax? Right. That's cool. That's fantastic. Other people do. I've met a variety of people that I've had both similar instances where they've read something, they've watched something, mm-hmm. or it was they were... There was some other... Issues that when they were coming up as they were growing up. And they kind of wanted to take control of their situation. And then it goes into... You have a variety of people that come into kink in various different ways. So, mm-hmm. all jokes aside, however you got in, welcome. We thank you for joining. But now of the funny shit. Um, if I could even make it funny. Uh, a lot of the times when I've seen dominance and submission, mm-hmm. that's supposed to placate into some weird traumatic event Mm -hmm. or at least that's what people keep insinuating in weird verbiage and weird articles about sexual export exploration Mm. and how it kind of ties into like being a degenerate what what are your thoughts on anything about being a degenerate and having that kind of meld into all of that because we already get a bad rap right and then the whole adding the traumatic uh, there has to be a trauma uh, significantly induced with it
0: Yeah, because I I think um, when somebody isn't kinky, what they do is they go, why are people like that? And a lot of people believe in an ordered, systematized world, so people can't just be like that, right? Um, It's the same thing with people that um, think that being gay is a sickness, right? Yeah. Like when we identified uh, something that's happened pretty recently is we've identified the gene structures that increase proclivity towards... What kind of attractions you'll have, and there was an immediate group of people that was like, "Oh, cool! Now we can fix people," and you're like, "There, there's nothing to fix." Like,
1: what are you going to do? Get somebody's genetic makeup and put it in the CRISPR, and
0: that—that's kind of the idea, like designer babies and shit like that. God. But there's the idea that deviance um, has to be a thing that is fixed if it's seen as an illness, and I think the that extends to how generally your less progressive people will see um uh kinky people so it's something we have to worry about so they start looking for for causes right um and like the number one cause is trauma Oh, uh, like um it's something that happened during the uh this narrative that emerged during the 80s because we had um that's when like the lesbian element of the um the Cultural Revolution was in its strongest swing. Not when it was starting, but when it was getting the most strength was in that time period, and there was the idea that to be a lesbian, a man must have had to hurt you at some point. Which is often true, but that's not because of anything to do with the sexual orientation. It's more to do with the fact that men are shit a lot of the time. Uh, uh, What would you say, about three-fourths of the time? Uh, I'm not putting a number on it. Okay. You have to guess.
1: What type of guessing are we? Are we rolling the dice on that? No, that's not a guess.
0: (laughs) Um, I mean, this uh, is random chance. That's fair. But um, degeneracy and causes for it are generally linked because, um, like, we had this change to understanding um, deviance and non-normalcy through a medical lens in, like, started about the 1920s um, and even before then. Where back when, um, like, if your woman's crazy, just get her diagnosed with histrionics and she goes into the No-No cave, like. Yeah, and you want to know something interesting? And Me and my
1: roommate actually were discussing something, and uh, we thought this was hilarious because for a good while in the early 70s, I mm-hmm. think late 60s, early 70s, up until the early 90s, they would do shock therapy for masochism. hmm yeah the uh, irony uh, is not lost on. yeah you. no that, <laughs> that, that, that I, probably took, not the masochism they want though probably not but just the concept of that you can shock the the
0: endor- masochism concept that all pain is equivalent is also incredibly gross and icky and I don't like it
1: it is um, as somebody that does enjoy pain and mm. various varieties. There's a lot of things that I do not like. I don't like my teeth being pulled out of my fucking face. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I don't like my nails being ripped out of my my fingers. Like that's that it. It's not fun.
0: Well, it's like um, a lot of it's context dependent, right? Because like if I'm sparring with somebody and you hit me in the face, I'm gonna be like, ah ha ha, good one. If you hit me with the same strength while I'm walking through the HEB, I will murder you. Um, yeah. Out of fear, because there's somebody going around in the H-E-B and punching people. <laughs> that um, context clues. The, uh, yeah, the the stimulus is the same in both situations, but the reactions are extremely different, right? Yeah, just because somebody's going to actually crack a whip right next to me in a
1: dungeon doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm going to turn around and go, oh, there's someone's trying to fucking whip me. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, oh, that's kind of cool. That was a nice right. sound. Whereas if somebody does it out in public, it's going to be like, who shot a gun? Mm -hmm. because they make it make a similar sound mm -hmm.
0: similar not identical i think a a common tool that people will use when they're trying to attack a situation is they will strip context from it usually um and that is an excellent tool to make something seem like it is worse than it actually is yep that that actually narrows down a whole lot of things like uh, Something that abusers will do a lot of the time or not not necessarily abusers But people who have the proclivity to be abusive is you'll say something and then they will Extrap extra like strip the context from it and make it super vague. You're like man I broke my toe yesterday and they're like, oh, yeah breaking bones sucks like We're not talking about my pain anymore. You're just stating a fact and you're generalizing the situation. You can um in and of itself a comment isn't like that isn't bad, but the next comment's going to get further and further away until we don't have to talk about my inconvenient pain anymore and you get to make it about whatever you want it to be about. That's bad social maintenance. That's not how you should treat your friends and family.
1: Usually not, but people are shit as we It's my soapbox and you can't have it. I don't want your soapbox. Mine's prettier. i am talking to you. <laughs> Uh, and I, the reason I want to discuss trauma and kink in this kind of light is because recently I've been seeing a little bit more, a little bit more talking about like getting therapy and then being kinky and kind of how it correlates and has been trying to, there's a, there's a couple of things that I've been given research on, uh, or attempting to research mm-hmm. for for another topic entirely. And it was sent to me. And I'm going to kind of plug this a little bit. Um, Let's see here. It's called the Kinky Mind and Body Psychobiology of Kink Trainings. Mm. So this is a really interesting thought process about the mind and body when it comes to kink psychology. Mm. And it didn't necessarily specify... Like trauma as a way of getting passive and more of how to actually envelop yourself and make yourself a lot more understanding and a lot better because we can sit here and hark on how many times uh, someone as not in the kink lifestyle has made made jokes made crass comments about mm-hmm. my lifestyle it, it comes and it goes it ebbs and it flows right and it'll happen every single yeah, day that's, that's
0: part of being a minority exactly
1: um, but I wanted to—I uh, want to kind of discuss this in a really interesting and really positive thing because sometimes those traumatic experiences do shape our kink in a good light. They really do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it turns out to be a healthy way of getting through all the crap. Mm-hmm. I know for a while after, like, I was—I got out of an abusive relationship. That—that that mental process and that Stockholm syndrome that I was involved in mm-hmm. stuck with me for a while, right? And being kinky alleviated a lot right it allowed me to be a lot more personal allowed me to be a lot more open with the fact that i am this way mm-hmm. i am like this this was in, this is now enjoyable again as opposed to well i i'm not going to do anything i'm not going to look anywhere i'm it, it it at that point that relationship warped my fucking mind mm-hmm. and now being a lot more open obviously now that it's all over the internet um it's turned into a lot more of a positive
0: thing. Yeah, so, so there's this thing in uh, in narrative psychology. This is uh, Dan McAdams. Um, <clears throat> he's got this thing called um, uh, the reclaiming narrative, which is the idea that you use a kind of um, storytelling method with yourself to take a thing that was really bad in the past and recontextualize it and... Um, be able to reclaim it for yourself but sometimes this process can be assisted by secondary elements that act as kind of the fulcrum for this reclamation right yeah and so like if if we're talking about like a classic tale if um uh if you got a hold of excalibur and used it to reclaim your kingdom from the dragon when the dragon's gone you don't get rid of the magic sword you have a magic sword now so you have um used this thing to reclaim your headspace and now the tool you use to help yourself isn't having to do all the work of saving you and can just be used for what you enjoy so there's an entire um, mechanic where you get part of your life back that was gone because of the trauma that happened to you and I think that's a thing that a lot of kinky people worried about. Well, if I go to therapy and heal, will I still enjoy this? Will I still be able to have this relationship? Um, that's a legitimate thing to worry about. It is. Like, you know, if my entire relationship is predicated on I have a dominant that is taking care of me when he doesn't have to take care of me anymore. Um, does it go away? Does it go away? Yeah. Not not all dominants are he's. He's there is a he in this hypothetical situation. Um, and, uh, there are some cases where, yeah, it will, it will change. Um, because the people that you need around you to heal may not be the people you need around you to flourish. A lot of the time they can be the same people, but not always. Um, but it's also not a thing you'll be able to tell before it actually happens. So I wouldn't worry about it. Usually it it comes and it goes, it, it's ever changing and it's a
1: term that we like using in kink is evolving like things uh-huh. things will inherently change right like if I would have gone to therapy probably a bit sooner certain things would have probably been alleviated a lot faster uh-huh. um, probably even some things now would have been alleviated faster and it may have adjusted how I think about certain issues in kink sure but that's ultimately for you to decide as a person uh-huh. if you go down that route hmm And a lot of that comes into also I I don't know if it comes into a lot of the masochistic or the sadistic points of view because that's a lot of external unless you're doing emotional sadism and emotional masochism, that's a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. And that does placate into certain things. Cause we travel into consensual non consent. Mm-hmm. Um most of the well, not most of the time, a good majority of the time. Um I've had people talk to me about them wanting to like re the whole reclamation aspect of their, uh, a traumatic event, like mm-hmm. a rape or anything. They want to get past that by having it done again.
0: Right. They're and trying to give themselves, everything. uh, immersion therapy.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it is used. Sometimes it isn't. Um, a lot of, a lot of times when it's not in a strictly CNC concept or consent or non-consent, um, it's a cathartic scene. Mm-hmm. where somebody gets played until they're just crying. Mm-hmm. They're crying it out. I wouldn't know what that type of therapy would be called as far as like beating it out of you. I don't... Yeah, I don't it's think, not really a thing. I don't really think that's a thing. I think it's just a k- kink
0: thing. Catharsis, so... Well, catharsis in general is like an end point, but there's not really a method that points to it. Some people use long showers.
1: Some people use late-night boxes with ice cream, mm-hmm. other people take a beating within to an inch of their life and then start crying. Mm-hmm. It, it varies from person to person to person. So there's a lot of really interesting facets that go based on, okay, we have certain people that use reclamation as a, dramatic, uh, as a way to get through it through immersion therapy. Mm-hmm. You have other people that do it through catharsis. And then you have others that go into dynamics that act as caregiving mm-hmm. um emotional support and everything in between and then you have the people like me that tend to joke about it a lot and kind mm-hmm. of try to get through it and try to learn and try to do all these other th- different facets and things mm-hmm. what are something that you've tried if you have ever or have you ever been put into a situation like that with a traumatic experience like had traumatic experience and utilize like maybe kink or utilize
0: something else to kind of like get through it Um, I had a lot of um, it probably translates the most for me to my uh, my love languages Because like I have a lot of trauma based in neglect and a lot of trauma based in um getting yelled at a bunch as a, a very small child and a lot of trauma related to having to fight a lot when I was growing up So basically the kind of spaces that are made in um, kinky places are very healthy for me. Because when you have slow burn trauma like that, that isn't necessarily pinned down to big transformative events. um, It will more often manifest as like trade anxiety. Um, So basically anything that treats my anxiety is, is really good for me. And like um, acts of service is my primary um, my primary love language. So if somebody is letting you do an act of service for them, most of the time they approve of you. And it's really the easy. It's really easy for me to read when I'm being played with stuff like that, right? Okay. Um. So, like when I did my sub training, that was a huge um, a huge good thing for me because I could basically just turn off my brain do the right instructions and get approval which is not something that had ever existed in my life before
1: that that would do it um as i think as far as for my myself is concerned i i wouldn't i don't know i think in a way access service is a is a type of my love language, Mm -hmm. other than um time Mm -hmm. um a lot of that involved like so for me whenever i was going when i was coming out of that 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 headspace of being really, really battered and broken by a bad relationship, it turned into time Mm -hmm. and acts of service. And the acts of service, quote unquote, uh, was me learning my craft and someone getting something out of that. Mm -hmm. Like me learning how to do rope a lot better while I was tying one specific specific person Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And that became... Time that helped me get through certain portions of that, and then it turned into me being a service top for a while, mm-hmm. and that was good, but also kind of not healthy because merry-go-round top is not really fun yeah for long periods of time. It's great when you're beginning, so you get a lot of a lot of practicing.
0: That also sounds like it's satisfying non non um, specifically social psychological needs because your uh, your psychological needs are autonomy, uh, competence, and relatedness. So you could do what you wanted. Um, you got really good at that sort of thing and you could demonstrate it and, um, you had a crew, you had a community of people you could deal with. So that's like, um, psychological need satisfaction for that entire domain just through that one practice. So that in a sense, if you weren't getting those things in your everyday life, um then that could be another medium to gain it and that'd be really good for you yeah and trauma can sometimes lock off how we access um how we access and deal with our psychological needs like if you're told you can never be good at anything even if you're demonstrating competence you will not fulfill that need because it is not a thing that um you can prove to yourself that you're doing you may be reliant on external proof for your competence need which sucks it does and although in the end it did help out,
1: mm-hmm. I will I will say that the only the only thing is that I I don't want to harp on anybody that does come into kink with traumatic experiences because the community aspect of kink mm-hmm. is a it is a very good thing we mm-hmm. we definitely do need it right now it's a bit more difficult obviously because pandemic is still raging through the entirety of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Not like anybody cares, um, and. It's, it's more, this, this was more of a, cool, you, you have some experiences, mm-hmm. these are, these are certainly valid ways to get through them, especially, especially some of the newer King, like baby Kingsters that are coming into, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of them that are like, I've seen that they've, they've kind of like joked about like, everybody likes to be choked and all that. What other issues do you have? hmm and it's just like, yeah, no, that don't, don't, don't diminish somebody else's kink because mm-hmm. of this. Just because everybody, really, almost everybody, really does like being choked. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I wanted to keep this as a: this is a thing mm-hmm. you will experience. If you do, you will probably find a way to get through it. Mm-hmm. It's Good stuff. Also, make sure to keep people around you that can actually help you if they have the spoons for it. Mm-hmm. It's another wonderful term I've learned over the past um, couple of years is if you have the spoons for it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with that term? Oh yeah, I use that term. So those who don't know, think of it as a cupboard. And you have spoons. What happens when you don't have any spoons left? You have to go wash the spoons.
0: You spoon. die immediately. Well, you don't. <laughs>
1: That's a bit extreme. I don't think I've ever died without spoons. <laughs> basically once the spoons run out that means you you're you're mentally checked out for everything external mm-hmm. and you need to focus on watching those spoons mm-hmm. so that way you can get back to a point where you can actually have the spoons to have these conversations and have these uh, have these interactions with people it's uh, it's a lot more of a term for introverts in, in some in some instances mm-hmm. i have seen some uh, extroverts it's also a thing for polyamorous people yeah um and it's a very good way of actually just going about that entire entire concept of your mental health is important mm-hmm. and you need to focus on yourself at times. Yeah,
0: it's like an average of mental and social energy that you have to be able to spend. And um, a useful thing about gaining the terminology is as soon as I started thinking in those ther- terms, I could think of things that weren't related to people and how I could plan my day around having to do a specific thing.
1: Yeah. If I don't have any of the spoons to even go out to go to the grocery store, I'm not going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I may need energy drinks, but I'm not doing it. Right. I'm just not. There's no reason for me to do it. And if it's the same thing with certain conversations, if there's certain things that you're not mentally prepared to deal with, mm-hmm. make that known. If someone knows a vernacular as well, the vocabulary or the terms that like mm-hmm. you don't have the spoons for this right now, but come back at a later date, that's also an appropriate response. Mm-hmm. And also, someone can tell that to you, too. Yeah. I have been told that they don't have the spoons to deal with my
0: shit. So mm-hmm.
1: It's all placating into healthy, psychological kink life and everything. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Well, the point of kink is kind of life enrichment, like, like any subculture. Um, you go into it because you're like, well, the way things are right now is not great. I know a way. And then you go do that way. And that way is the subculture.
1: Subcultures are a very very nice thing i i i try to f i i try to picture my life without being in this subculture and kind of bland mm-hmm. kind of boring as there are other subcultures I'm involved in sure, but this one has gotten me a lot more than I was ever intending it for it to do mm-hmm. it has benefited my life in certain ways that I can't even begin to list i could
0: unfortunately i haven't kicked my way as far into the subculture because like i'd put in like a year into learning rope and done like maybe one or two events and then the plague happened yeah
1: that that plague really did a number on everything there was a lot of events and a lot of things that i was planning on going to and it kind of just fucked all of that up Mm -hmm. i had really good photo shoots lined up i had conventions and just Everything kind of just went to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by this time next year everything will be back up and running. Mm. Don't know if it will, or the world may burn. or, or the World's already burning.
0: It, Look at California. It,
1: well, they, the fires kind of just got put out. I think. I think. Give it ten minutes. Get, yeah, it's California. It's a
0: boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please don't do a gender reveal like that. <laughs> no, there was a. There was a twitter post: someone um it's a squid it's a squid mm-hmm. what are you doing you're oh you're playing with the cord playing with my cables your cables uh someone like reformatted someone's tweet and it said for my you know it was supposed to be president trump and it's like mm-hmm. uh, is pregnant i'm gonna nuke north korea for the gender <laughs> review <laughs> it's like what Wow. Wow. I, I don't get, like that. I don't like that at all. That's that's no bueno. Uh yeah, please don't do a general reveal like that. Just grab mm-hmm. a balloon, pop it with confetti in it. Just do that. It's easier. Nothing big, nothing crazy. Why would
0: I why would I tell other people about my kid's dick? Or not dick.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why people are so fascinated with that uh-huh. whole concept. That just kinda creeps me the fuck out. It yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, please just keep it to yourself. My child's gender is squid. My child gender is flying spaghetti monster. Mm. I think that's an
0: appropriate Lovecraftian type thing. I think. I don't know. I don't have kids. I, I think that concept was invented explicitly to mock Lovecraftian ideas. I believe so. Which makes it even more Lovecraftian. Not really.
1: In the current climate, anything is silly and... Supposed to be taken as as a uh, slight to anything else, I think. I do rope because I don't like the way people do rope here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that, that's just kind of how things go. Uh, I think, actually, that's about all I wanted to talk about today. Unless trauma? An, about trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. this was supposed to be a lighter episode because I... <laughs> you know, a light episode about trauma. A light episode about trauma. Yeah, I just... We're getting back into the swing of things or attempting to. Both uh-huh. of us are relatively busy. And I just wanted to throw out an episode about something a little bit more lighthearted and to kind of get people a little bit more comfortable in their skin when they're transitioning into this concept, because you're going to hear a lot of people talk a lot of weird shit Mm -hmm. about, oh, why are you kinky? Right. Who hurt you? Who touched you
0: inappropriately when Mm -hmm. you were younger? And
1: that that kind of bullshit, you're going to get it.
0: Yeah. You can tell people that you don't want to talk about that. Yeah. That is an option. Um... They're not going to kick you out of the group. If they do, you don't want to be in that groove.
1: Yeah. It's it's just, this is just another way for you to go, yeah, no, I don't, I don't have the spoons to deal with you mm-hmm. or the spoons to deal with this conversation. And that's just how you do it. I mean, it's just life. We didn't even talk about trauma from kink. Well, that can be a different episode. I was going to say, I think that one's going to be saved for something different. I wanted to talk about injuries, and I think injury and kink, permanent damage, uh, permanent damage and kink will probably be another episode. Because that yeah, I,
0: I, think, I think physical injury and kink should be an episode, and I think abusers in the kink community should be an episode.
1: I agree. And that's kind of why I wanted to save that mm-hmm. on, on that topic, because if we delve into the psychological traumas of kink right now, that, that's a lot.
0: Uh-huh. Because
1: you have last you have partners that you've been with for a long period of time and then you find out they've done something rather terrible mm-hmm. to people that are in your immediate friend group. I can list the myriad of things right now. And mm-hmm. it's that would turn this episode to really dark really fast. Right. And I don't want to scar people right now. Right. In two episodes, sure. Um that will have an actual like full on trigger warning in the beginning of it mm-hmm. and everything. A little side a little side note. That if at at certain points in this we're going to be talking about really heavy stuff, right? And the uh, the physical physical damage and kink we can go into in in next episode because that one I I have a good story on my end for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, most riggers do. Uh, there's a saying as far if whenever you're it's not if you will drop someone. It's when. It's when. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll we'll look forward to that conversation. I know that there should be an interview that I'll be doing in the coming week or so Mm -hmm. to kind of fill up some space. Um, we are we talking to some? Well, well, I'll probably, I don't know, if you're up to having someone here to discuss kink with. I can do do that. that. If not, I can grab one of the mics and take it to the house. Mm -hmm. So it's really up to you. It's your personal space. I don't want to have anybody encroach that you are not familiar with. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Fair enough. And at this point, um, that's everything we have to talk about. So, auf Wiedersehen. Au revoir, Janne. We'll catch you next time. Peace. (coughs) (coughs) I'm sick.
0: Rolling, rolling, (sighs) rolling.